as snow Will I ever get where I wanna go Yes, people! It's your festive episode of Echoes from the Void Yo, merry whatever you wanna do on this day You know what I mean? Like, ugh, I hate Christmas But, I, you know what I mean? I just cook up some food I drink a lot <laughs> I am definitely toasty right now um, Yeah, and this, is like Yo, this is When the Thames Freezes Over by Smith and Burroughs. It's the. I think it's like the only Christmas album that I actually like. So, um, yeah, I thought I would, you know what I mean? Come in with this this year. And, uh, yeah, you know, just been. Um, just chilling. Went for a nice little walk along the river today. Uh, and yeah, then just being, um, you know what I mean, just trying to relax and whatnot, cooking some food right now. So it's all good, you know. Be glad when the day's done and um, everything opens up again tomorrow. So yeah, that will be nice. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a short episode today, you know what I mean? But, you know, just keeping consistent with it. Um, Yo, so I, I, I saw um, a piece about the the Miss Universe competition um, that has recently just taken place. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of, well, I guess because, you know, she'll be doing a thing next year, so it's Miss, well, Miss America, sorry, it's Miss America 2020. And, um,. I think the big thing that they're um, kind of pushing now is, you know, they've revamped the competition. So, you know, they're trying to be like, oh, yeah, we're not judging girls on their appearance anymore. And, you know, they've got rid of the swimsuit section and everything like that. But it's just a bit like, who are we trying to kid here? Like it's still on look You look at all the girls in the competition Like You can't say Oh yeah they're all just plain Janes No they're not all plain Janes And the whole like Oh a girl won with a science experiment And we're like come on now Like Come on now Like she already won Miss Virginia With that competition So I think it was pretty much a given that unless someone came with something spectacular, she was going to win this shit. But, you know, it's kind of, it's trying to be like, oh my God, this is so groundbreaking. It's not really groundbreaking. You know what I mean? If you're judging um, a, a talent section... Right, and other people might do a hula hoop or blah You know what I mean? It's like a science would will always win a talent. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of segment. So, yeah, it, it's kind of funny that they're trying to talk about this like it's you know breaking boundaries. And also, there is nothing wrong 
with you know something like a you know a, a, a Miss Universe, a Miss America, a Miss wherever, wherever, because there are already other stuff for other you know there's science competitions, there's other competitions that people can enter, literary competitions, poetry competitions. You mean there's all this other stuff? Win the Booker Prize, win the um, T.S. Eliot Award. You know there's things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit funny, man. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, listen, let's not kid ourselves and try and go that the world doesn't, like, looks don't get you an advantage. Because we know they do. So why are we trying to deny it? And then also, listen, what about the people that that's all they've got? They've, I mean, they, they, the looks are their main thing. Let them have a little something. Who cares? You know what I mean? Who cares? It's like that Australian MP. I don't know. Actually, I think she was the um, Prime Minister of Sydney or someplace. And she tried wanted to ban the UFC's Octagon Girls when they were over this year. And it's just a bit like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Those girls use that as, as a platform... And they're all doing other shit. It's not, they're just not octagon girls. They they run businesses. They do a whole leap of other stuff. And so why are you trying to take that away? It, it's not damaging anyone. It's not ruining anyone's lives. Everyone's getting paid. It is what it is. So, yes, we want to break down boundaries. We want to encourage people to do things but you know let's not scorch the earth you know what i mean let's not do that that's just some silly shit right but yeah i don't know man i just find these things funny you know what i mean just find them kind of weird when they you know you try and um talk about something that is more than what it is it's a competition it's a competition let it be all right let it be what it is, okay? But yeah, whatever. Let's um got a little bit of more news, so we'll just do that and then we'll get into um TV and books and all of that shit. Alright, let's go. Okay, this is a bit of a weird one. So um a UK athlete, Andrea Bell, she's an 800 meter runner, wants to sue UK athletics. And um this is because she missed out on the funding uh, for the Tokyo Olympics. So she used to be on the funding scheme, but um, yeah, missed out on the last lot of funding on the you know the last leg, as it were, for the for the Olympic Games, and she thinks. It's unfair, it's discrimination, and everyone's against her. And it's like, listen, it, it, it's got to suck. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's got to suck that some people have to work. You know, there's, there's only going to be so much money for, you know what I mean, all the athletes. So you're not going to be able to give money to everyone, because there's too many athletes, so yeah, I understand the frustration of it, 
but to sue because you don't get it? Because you know, there's a whole heap of athletes that won't have got this funding, and yeah, they're, they're, you know, what I mean? I, I'm sure they're feeling like shitty, but it's just you got to keep going, and you can't rely on this funding. You have to kind of seek out your own opportunities, your own situations, you know. So this was £15,000 of funding. So, like, it's a lot of, it's kind of a lot of money, but it's also not a lot of money when you break it down for, you know I mean, the period of time they need it for. So, and that's also money that you could get if you were out there Trying to get your own shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you think about, you know, UFC fighters, mixed martial arts fighters, they, you know, they have to go out and get funding. You know, sponsorship deals and stuff like that. I'm sure that's the same in a lot of other sports as well. So, you could get that through sponsorship. You know, if you put the work in. So... Yeah, that's what she needs to do Not just fun people Like, she's irritated Because someone Like one of the I think a guy that is Head up in the UK athletics um, He he told her That um, I don't know, he doesn't like her, I think it's, he didn't see her as a, a medal winning athlete, she, like, she doesn't have the medal ment- mentality, that's it, she doesn't have the medal mentality, but she hasn't won any um, major competition, so that's not, like, that's not a dishonest statement to make, like, you know what I mean? If you were asking feedback from people, you'd want them to say that. Because you'd want to go, yeah, you know what? I haven't won any competition. Why is that? What's going wrong at the last moment? You know what I mean? Am I in the lead and am I fading? Am I not getting to the right position at the right point? You So you're meant to use that feedback to improve. Not go, oh, everyone's against me. Because it's just like, look, if someone tells you that, then you go, all right, motherfucker, I'm going to go win this next race. I'm going to win this next competition. Show and prove. That's what it is. And if you're handing out medal, like funding like this, it has to be to athletes who are in contention. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, you want to give your, your medal... Um, caliber athletes, the people who could get to that next level. Yes, in an ideal world, you'd give everyone some funds, but when there's only a limited pot, who are you going to give that money to? Like you know, Steve, because Steve comes to trading every day, or are you going to give it to friggin', you know, I don't know, Kemi, because. She's kicking ass, you know, she's won four of the six major competitions so far this year So you're thinking, alright, if anyone's going to win a medal, it's her So yeah, you'd give her the funding That is simple maths, it makes sense 
you know what I mean? You can't go, oh, well, that one tries hard, so yeah. No. So I just find it insane that this, yeah, this chick wants to sue. It's just like, don't you feel that's going to, you know, just interrupt your training? That's going to fuck with your mindset while you're meant to be, you know, getting ready for Tokyo. Concentrate on that. Fuck. Like, this was just something. It didn't work out. On to the next one. That's what you need to do. Like, yeah, it's weird. Everyone wants to sue these days. Shit just doesn't always go your way. It's as simple as that, you know? Yeah, it's just as simple as that. I don't know. I know. It's just some crazy ass shit, I feel. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think what she needs to do is, you know, try and get some money and go to Tokyo. Like, and then winning a medal at Tokyo, that will say it all, right? That will go, yo, Shorty was, you know what I mean? She was on point. All right, she's in there. She's in there. We're giving her funding from now on. Like, she needs to elevate herself. So, yeah, that's the thing, man. That's the thing. It's like, what is she going to do now? Yeah, that's going to... That, that's going to answer this whole situation. You know what I mean? That's going to answer all of this shit. So it's the balls in her court. You know what I mean? The balls in her court. Oh my gosh. This is the perfect news. Like my favorite story. Maybe of the year. I don't know. But um, <laughs> the U.S. Department of Agriculture had listed Wakanda <laughs> on their free trade partner list. It's incredible. But but what is kind of crazy though on the um on the detailed list of goods that the U.S. share with Wakanda. You know, what they trade is just ducks, donkeys, and dairy cows. No vibarium? Like, I would have thought the US is trying to get a little vibarium at least. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, hey, we all know that Panther Tech, like, sure, he developed some crazy-ass shit. So, um, if Trump wanted a wall, hey, the, the wall, that, that, that energy wall that they had, yo, that was pretty tight. That that could do wonders, you the fool. <laughs> oh, it's just the funniest thing. That now they're saying that supposedly the kingdom of Wakanda was added during a, a staff training test. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I mean, was there an Everett Everett K. Ross? <laughs> working in that department <laughs> Or, um, hey, maybe This weren't a test But someone was using it to siphon off some ducats To their own offshore account Maybe it was Ulysses Claw Who knows <laughs> But this is 
Ah, oh, this is so good. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> Supposedly, a, a software engineer spotted it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, ah, oh, you know, and, and yeah, you know, but a software engineer that doesn't work for the US. Agriculture department I should add <laughs> He was just doing some research For a, a fellowship um, He was applying for Supposedly um, So yeah Just imagine how long that may have stayed on there for <laughs> It's It's crazy Like uh, But so funny So Funny man oh, This is great And a perfect Christmas story So thank you um, <laughs> USA Department of Agriculture You have created a Christmas miracle Okay, so um, yeah, let's get into um, TV Yeah, let's look Well, no, 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 no um, We're going to we'll, we'll have a quick look at Chincheck Alright, boom Okay, people Chin check this week uh, You know, it's the end of the year So, two last events We started off with UFC um, On ESPN Plus It was Frankie Edgar Against the Korean Zombie And that was Early Saturday morning And then Saturday evening We had um, Glory Collision 2 The rematch between Rico Verhoeven And Badahari, so uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun people, a lot happened, there was controversy, so make sure you check out this week's Chin Check, alright, so go download it after this podcast, cool. Okay, so, um, yeah, I was very interested to check this out, because you know what I mean, there'd been a lot of talk, um, yeah. So it's just like, how are they going to do it? And I'm talking about Watchmen uh, The HBO Kind of reimagining um, Yeah, remix of the Of the concept That was created by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons A long ass time ago, man Like Yo, the comics came out in 1987 So that's a long ass time And since, yo, we had the film um, And DC did uh, some new comics in the universe I didn't, like I like the film I think I had the original series I haven't read it So I wasn't really you know I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not bothered enough about to kind of get into So I didn't read the new stuff But yeah, I was kind of interested to see what they do Because I did like the film I Yeah, I enjoyed the film So yeah, as mentioned, this was created by Damon Lind Is it Lindel Lindelof? Um, yeah, based on the original series from Moran Gibbons And the cast, had a great cast Like Regina King, god damn Regina King 
Don Johnson, Tim Blake Nelson, Yaya Ab- Abdullah Mateen, the second Andrew Howard, Jacob Ming Trent, Tom Misson, Sarah Vickers, Dylan Schmogbim, Lewis Gossett Jr., Jeremy Irons. Yeah, we see some. Uh, we see more of Jeremy Irons than expected. Um, Gene Smart. Hong Chu And um, the music is by Trent Reznor And Attica Ross So you know it's going to be interesting And the um, Yeah the concept is Is this Watchmen takes place 34 years After the events of the comic Series Set in the comics alternative History Of the 20th century Vigilantes once seen as heroes, have been outlawed due to their violent methods. In 1985, Adrian Vett, formerly known as the Vigilante Ozymandias, created a fake attack on New York City by a squid-like alien that resulted in millions within New York being killed, coercing nations to work together Against a common threat and to avert a nuclear holocaust Vett's actions disgusted his former companions With Rorschach planning to tell the world of Vett's misdeeds Before he is vaporised by Dr Manhattan Who subsequently left the planet Unaware Rorschach had sent his journal to be published beforehand The show takes place in 2019 Tulsa, Oklahoma A white supremacist group, the 7th Cavalry Inspired by Rorschach's writings and masked image Wage violent war against minorities and the police That enforce special reparations for victims of racial injustice On Christmas Eve 2016, during an event that came to be known as the White Night, the cavalry attacked the homes of 40 Tulsa police officers. Of those who survived, only two stayed with the force. Detective Angela Abar and Chief Judd Crawford. As the police force was rebuilt, Laws were passed that required police to not disclose their profession and to protect their identities while on the job by wearing masks, which includes allowing for costumed police officers. So, yeah, that is the um, the overarching kind of piece around this. Now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one Because I think a lot, a lot of people won't have read the comics Right? So what they know of Watchmen is the film So I, I think that the, the conception might have been Was that this was playing off of the film But it's playing off the comics, not the film so yeah, that's where things get a little bit squirrely. Now Lindorf, he um, he wanted to refer to this as a remix of the original comic series, you know, um, 
Yeah, so that's why it's kind of placed in the same alternative reality of the comics. Um, and Lindorf, you know, he said he wanted to introduce new characters and conflicts that create a new story within the Watchmen continuality rather than creating a reboot. So I think there's that. So that's a little confusing. I think it's um I forget which episode it was, but when you within the flashback we see the squid, that's when I was like a bit okay. Alright. This isn't dealing with the film. Because, you know, there's no squid in the film. Um but yeah, so because you know, having the seventh cavalry like working off of Rorschach there's in the film like Rorschach isn't racist or anything so I don't know what he was you know he his personality was in the comic so that makes it a bit like huh why why the Rorschach masks You know what I mean? Like, how did they get to that? So, I I guess that was a little bit confusing. Um, You know, we're trying to figure out what that relationship is. Uh, Now, the acting in this is... I really thought the acting was great. You know, I, I, I thought everyone just... Yeah, just... You kind of believed in what they were doing, um, for the most part. I would say that there was one character that I was a bit like, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I liked Carl because you're watching it and yo, he's this mild-mannered dude. Just kind of zen and shit But you kind of figure there's something else there You know what I mean? So I think when the story unfolds And it's revealed You're like, oh That makes sense And it was played well I think it was played well That you're thinking What's the deal with this motherfucker? But not knowing You know? I I think when you when the idea is put out there that you you could make an assumption, you know, but it it's not just I didn't think it was crazy obvious. Like some stuff you watch and you're like, obviously that person is blah 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 and that person is blah, you know? I didn't think that part of it was crazy obvious. Um, there's a lot of flashbacks, yeah, there's a lot of flashbacks to kind of just a few years and then the bigger jumps, you know, looking at Will and Will's parents and all of that kind of stuff, which I can understand to a degree, but I think a lot of the jumping... Does take you out a bit, you know? 
does take you out a bit. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There, there's there's parts of me that were just like, you know, I I think the story is, you know, there's some cleverness to the the, the you know, it, it, I I like the intricate nature of this. I also, I don't feel invested in anyone, you know what I mean, like I just don't feel that it, like I'm, you know, I have any care about a character, like, oh, I don't want that person to die, or, oh, what's going to happen with them, and, oh, what's going to, do you know what I mean, I just didn't really care you know, there's a slight intrigue which kind of waned in and out. But yeah, to fully, you know, in, there was no full investment in this. I was just watching it because a lot of my peoples had seen it and it's like, oh, it's great, it's great. And so I'm waiting for myself to really kind of feel like, oh, this is good. Because I remember. Everyone was talking about The Wire And I came to The Wire a bit late um, Just because the way it was broadcast and that And so I remember going to my local library Yo, this is when um, video cassettes, son So I went to the library And I remember getting um, the video of it And because, you know, it's like it was over so many videos And and I I remember there was this old granny who had rented out one of the videos And I'm just thinking, she better return that in time (laughs) She really better return that shit in time And watching those first episodes And I'm thinking, alright, it's it's okay But uh, I don't know why people love this so much and then I think it was by episode three or four, I I just all of a sudden realized, oh, I'm invested. Because I was like, oh, what's going to happen to that person? And oh, what's going on there? You know, it was just that slow burn. And then suddenly you're in. So I was wondering if that would be the case with this. You know, if, if I would feel that connection, that draw. And yeah, I didn't. Didn't, uh, unfortunately Now, yeah, I mentioned, um, you know There was, uh, yeah, one of the characters that I was just a bit like (laughs) I don't know And I would say that that was um, What's the name? What is the name? Um, Ush uh yes lo- the lo- Laurie Blake Jean Smart um who played that character yeah that i just found her character weird i just kind of felt her character weird because you know she was a hero right a ma- or let's just say a master vigilante you know she was one of those um and you know, so you're kind of like, okay, interesting. Um, I wonder how that's gonna all play out. But it was kind of like, 
weird. I found her character just weird because she's acting like she doesn't, you know, I mean, understand like motivations to do this, or it was just kind of there's this weirdness about it all that didn't make any sense. But she's acting one way, but then she's going to the phone booth and talking to friggin' um. Yeah, Manhattan. You know, so it's just like that. And yeah, it's like just the weirdness and the way she's kind of approaching Angela and others. Go it just yeah, I just found it odd. And especially towards the end, when she's sitting in a chair, you know, and she's just like, What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And you're just thinking, look, if someone's pointing something at you, you like, you do something. You know what I mean? I didn't, uh, like, she's a, she's, as I said, look, she's been a mass vigilante. Now she's in the FBI. But she's just sitting there. Like, you might be surprised once. Now, you know, you'd think on that one occasion you're just like, oh shit, something ain't right here. Especially with what was said before that moment as well. But there was no action. Then you know she tried again, nothing. And on the you know, so there was two missteps. So two opportunities to go, oh shit. But there was just this like Oh, what are you doing? Oh, what are you doing? Oh, what are you... And you're just like... At least you jump out. At least. So it made no sense. And the whole glibness and just like the... You know, just the sarcasm and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's just a bit boring. You know? I just found it a bit... Boring. A bit dull the, And there was also never the Okay so what was the thing That made you completely Do that 180 And change Like go to the feds What was that You know what I mean Like what was Yeah just weird Just weird And then to be like Oh I'm holding you people accountable For things that you've done What about her <laughs> You know what I mean? Because her past ain't all shiny, shiny. So it's just like, what about you? What about your shit? You know what I mean? So yeah, that was... <sighs> yeah, I found that just a bit like... Eh. Then there's other stuff, you know. I, I guess it's just like... Angela's just... The whole, I'm going to kind of just, it wasn't like, yes, now, she there was doubt in the whole Will situation, but it was just the thing, like, I'm covering it up. Now, I'm just a bit like, uh, I don't, yeah, I didn't buy it, like, you know, because you're just thinking, why would you just completely cover it up? 
Like there was just some of the things that the some people did that like you're just going into this thing with no like okay, this could be fuckeries, so let me not leave fingerprints or let me not just walk in there so everyone can just recognize that I was here or you know it was just a bit like huh yeah and listen listen I don't know I don't know about all yous but I was just a bit like some of those costumes right I was just a bit like is that really hiding who you are because if you can see a certain pit of the face, you can still tell who someone is, you know, so I just found that a bit like, huh, yeah, that made no sense to me, that made no sense to me, but um, I did like the end, and not the... You know, just the whole we're stopping everything kind of thing. I mean, the very, very end with the egg. I liked that. And then just the foot hovering over. So it's just like, oh, what happened? I like the fact that they didn't go any further and it just stopped there. I like that. So, yeah, I didn't think this was terrible. But. I don't, like, I'm not in love with it, you know what I mean, it it was okay, but, yeah, my interest kind of waned in and out, I liked some of the writing, I liked some of the intricacy of the story, but, um, yeah, just not fully invested, not fully in, so it's, you know, a little intriguing, I think that's probably as far as I can go. I would say, look, if you are fans of, um, you know, if you like the boys that came out um, this year, I would say, yeah, if you're fans of that, um, probably like, uh, you know, if you like Stranger Things, you know, like that kind of shit, if that's your... Yeah, if that's your bag, right, that kind of TV, I think you'd like this. You know, probably, you know, Walking Dead, Buffy, Angel, Fringe. Uh, Yeah, I reckon if you were a fan of those shows, then I I think Watchmen, I think you would be uh, a fan of Watchmen. I think you could watch that. So yeah, I think that's my um yeah, that's my barometer with uh you know these these kind of shows and people's uh, relationships to them. Um yeah, so this was like it's nine episodes. Nine episodes. The each episode is kind of between I don't know, 49 59 minutes Something around about that um, I I think there could have probably been A bit, a few less episodes you know, Condense it a little bit Would have been a bit tighter um, But yeah You know uh, It's on HBO 
um, Now TV as well um, But yeah, it's leaving Now TV At the end of January, I believe If I'm right uh, But yeah, so you can check it out, people If uh, you think this could be for you But uh, yeah, no, there, there were some interesting Interesting parts in it Interesting parts in it, but yeah it's Watchmen people, but don't remember, don't um don't think it plays out of the film, because it does not. <laughs> okay? Alright, there you go. Yo, so there was a sale on Audible and I um picked up the Android Dream. So this is an old book by John Scalazzi. Uh and I really like John Scalazzi's stuff, so I figured, hey, let me uh, let me check this out. It's read by Will Wheaton. Like, Will seems to read a lot of John's stuff, and um, yeah, he does a great job. It, it really like breathes a little life into the stories, you know. So uh, yeah, you know, the the gist of this is this: a human diplomat kills his alien counterpart. Earth is on the verge of war with a vastly superior alien race. A lone man races against time and a host of enemies to find the one object that can save our planet and our people from alien enslavement. A sheep. That's right, a sheep. And if you think that's the most surprising thing about this book... Wait until you read chapter one. Welcome to The Android's Dream. For Harry Creek, it's quickly becoming a nightmare. All he wants is to do his uncomplicated mid-level diplomatic job with Earth's State Department. But his past training and skills get him tapped to save the planet and to protect pet store owner Robin Baker whose own past holds the key to the whereabouts of that lost sheep. Doing both will take him from lava-strewn battlefields to alien halls of power, all in a day's work. Maybe it's time for a raise. Throw in two-timing freelance mercenaries, political lobbyists with megalomaniac tendencies, Aliens on a religious quest and an artificial intelligence with unusual backstory. And you've got more than your just your usual science fiction adventure story. You've got the alien androids dream. So, um, yeah, I like I wasn't quite sure what to expect from this. And I think in the first part of the book, you know, that first chapter, you're kind of given a lot, but you're given a lot, but still the indication of where this book is going is a bit, ah, damn, I'm not quite sure, like, what's happening here, you know, uh, but it's, it's interesting, it definitely is interesting, and as time goes on, you're just like, oh, okay. Because we are getting a lot of characters thrown at us. 
like when I say a lot, I'm not talking a George R. R. Martin lot, but there's there's definitely a few people that you meet at the beginning of this. So you're trying to keep track of, you know, where people stand on this whole alien thing. And and also, like, are the aliens decent? Like, yeah, what's the deal here? But, uh, yeah, as the book kind of builds and builds, you're just like, oh, okay, right, I get it. And it's definitely an interesting story. Like, Scalazzi, he's a really good writer. And he's good at kind of injecting humour into situations. And just keeping it light and fresh and fun, you know? And that's what this is. It's very light in tone. But when you delve underneath the surface it is dealing with a lot of kind of i mean relevant themes because you know there's there's a lot about acceptance here there's a lot about acceptance and acceptance not just on like religion but then also you know i i think it's acceptance of other people's viewpoints but on top of all of that, it's like, what actually makes someone who they are? You know what I mean? It's like, look, you can look different, or you could look the same, but are you really the same? Like, you know, go underneath the surface, what makes us who we are? And that's a big kind of thing in this book. Like, yeah, what makes someone human? And do those differences mean that you're a different species? Or are you still human? So, yeah, that, that's a big part of this. You've also got, you know, <laughs> we got politicians in the book. So obviously, there's a lot of corruption, there's some backstabbing, you know, uh, and it's just people doing things not really for the good of everyone, you know, a lot of power grabs and stuff like that, but we also then see um, people being able to change, you know, so like, some that start off on a certain path, yo, the redemption story, can they come back? And so all of this is within this book, which is, yeah, I think when you first start, you're just a bit like you wouldn't expect that. It definitely kind of feels like it's going in a different direction. So, yeah, I did enjoy it. I definitely did enjoy it. I think if you're a fan of Scalazzi's other stuff, you'll like it too. Um, I guess, like, out of all his books, like, it might have a closest kind of vibe to maybe Fuzzy Nation. So I'd say if you're a fan of Fuzzy Nation, you will enjoy yeah, you'll definitely enjoy this. And as I said, Wheaton does a great job with the narration. 
you know? So, uh, yeah, it, it, it it's interesting, it's fun. I think it's definitely got relevance in t- today's environment, you know, which is, uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting one because, you know, this book was written in 2006. So, yes, it's all, you know, life is definitely about circles, man. Definitely about circles. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend you checking this out. Obviously, I grabbed it on Audible, but you know, it's all about you can get it wherever you feel. So, yeah, an Android dream. Supposedly, there is a sequel coming. Um, at some point, but, uh, you know, like, this book has a very good contained story, so, you know, it don't, trust me, it won't finish, and you're just like, ah, what happens next, you know, yeah, you can read this and be very satisfied with what's in front of you, so, uh, yeah, go check it out, people, and you'll, uh, you'll have fun, for sure. Okay, people, so, yeah, as I said, just a short one this week, um, yeah, that's it, people, uh, yeah, we'll have a, um, is next week, I I can't remember when New Year's Day is, (laughs) actually, that's next Wednesday, right, so we'll have, um, yeah, we'll next speak in 2020, so, um, yeah, enjoy your New Year's Eve celebrations. Enjoy the rest of this festive period. Yeah, have fun, people. And um, hey, let's hope 2020 is a good one. All right, peace. Son's eyes and the outline of his hand